to talk to you about your childhood and the mu role that music played in your childhood and what it was like to be in a musical family as opposed to a non-musical family. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, anytime this question is asked, I just am full of a sense of gratefulness. Um, it was I, I still don't think I can fully grasp what um, how, how grateful I am to have grown up in a, uh, a family where that was a big part of our life. Um, my dad uh, plays guitar and sings, um, and that was how I started um, expressing myself musically from a young age, was singing along to his original songs. Um, so started with singing about like age three. He had us singing little songs with him. I have two other sisters, so um, it was it's nice to have that three part harmony practice from a young age. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a lot. The music outlets was primarily through my dad's original music, and then I grew up. Uh, in an evangelical Christian home, and so music through church was really big singing every Sunday and at home we were learning those songs too um so that was a, a big part of it as well it was um it was something that brought people together and I loved that I remember from a young age I just remember loving the feeling of singing in a big group of people I never actually sang in a choir but in our church everyone would sing really loud you kind of feel like you're in a choir setting. Um, so that was um, really cool. I really, really enjoyed that. Definitely was not all like sweet and pretty. <laughs> like, I remember getting to the age when my dad would actually have to uh, bribe us to practice his song with candy. Um, because honestly, when we would try to rehearse as a family, a lot of our family fights what ended up happening and that is the reality of rallying kids at various ages to a common goal like it was not always pretty um but uh, I, I feel really lucky that we were able to um bring music to our little town um and my dad was really passionate about our music always being um, a part of like fundraisers and benefit concerts. Um, it was not, uh, it definitely, it wasn't my dad's source of living. So it was always something to bring people together for a common goal. Um, I think that would have been different if my dad was making a living as a guitarist. It would, um, I think I would have seen a whole different world. Um, 
but yeah, that's kind of a little picture of the, the early beginnings. Can you talk about one concert that you did with your family? Sort of what the memory is like for you? Mm. Um, so my dad is uh, a family doc and our town uh, couldn't afford a hospice um, program when we first moved there. And so the biggest way um, I, I re really enjoyed singing with my family was every year, and it ended up being every two years, my dad hosted a hospice benefit concert. And that's where we mostly tried to rally and come together and, and uh, practice for those kind of things. It was really special. So to this day, that concert is the sole financial reason that our, we have a hospice program in Quincy. Uh, it was so special to see how music, gathering people to see music, um, can, you know, be the, the backbone of a program that also brings people together, heals people in a time of pain or loss. Um, I don't think I fully grasped what that was as a kid. I think I was mostly thinking about being nervous on stage. I actually, out of my two sisters, I was the most um, nervous and was not seen by my parents as being the one to want to go pursue music as a career. Um, I was actually known for hiding anytime guests would come over because I had a lot of social anxiety as a kid. So I'm still also wondering how this happened <laughs> but I I definitely knew from a young age um that music had power to do more than just um than, than just uh than just playing music that it had the power to steer community in different directions and bring people together that was something definitely learned from a young age and that was with your family? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, Maybe cool. a more specific example. Sometimes my dad would um, bring us to a patient's home um, and we would sing um, for them if they were like towards the end of their life. Sometimes we would sing at the end of like a hospital bed. Um, I remember that a couple times. I remember being a little awkward eight-year-old and not really knowing what was happening but now that I look back um, another special way um, music uh, my dad kind of steered our music towards other things how did it make you feel at the time I don't think I fully grasped honestly as an awkward teenager, I really resisted playing music with my parents, with my, with my dad primarily. Um, my mom is super shy and um, plays piano, but only at home. And I fought it as a young adult, uh, mostly all of high school. I didn't like that it made me different than my peers. Um, I got a little bit of teasing um, because my dad's music is great but some of it can be kind of hokey um and 
I was ashamed sometimes. I didn't like being on the stage when my friends were in the audience. I wanted to be like everyone else. Um, so I was pretty resistant to practicing with my dad sometimes. And also I fought, I fought it as a, in high school because I started, I, I didn't, I was, um, didn't realize that I was starting to develop my own musical taste and there was just certain songs and things I didn't like. Um, but at that age, I didn't know how to you know, disagree with my dad or, or offer an idea. And now, of course, when we play music together, I feel like it's much more of a collaboration versus, oh, yeah, my little daughter is singing with his music. It's much more of like, I feel like I have a role, I have input versus as a young person, you don't really know what's happening. And I didn't feel like I had a, a role. Do you still play with your parents and your sisters? Yeah. Um, I, my dad and I are working on an EP, just the two of us, because it's so hard to get my whole family. So the band, our, our family band is all, uh, at least when we all lived in the, the same roof with the three daughters and my dad. And we've released several albums together. Um, but this will be the first album uh, that's just my dad and I. And it'll be the first album where I've written um, original songs. Nice. On the other albums, we uh, contributed in small ways, like written harmonies. or. Um, but this will be cool because I feel like it's, um, yeah, more of a 50-50 uh, experience. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. What happened yeah. after you were sort of in your early childhood? When did you start playing cello? Mm. So I started playing cello at age seven at the suggestion of my sister's violin teacher who said, oh, cello goes so well with violin. I was really glad that she said that. So I started taking um, private lessons in Quincy up until eighth grade um, when uh, I kind of reached a plateau because I was actually taking from a violin teacher because there wasn't a cello teacher in Quincy. Um, uh, so this is where, once again, I feel really lucky because my mom realized, okay, Quincy has one music teacher. And um, if we want to keep growing, and if we want this to be a thing, we're going to have to go somewhere else. And so my mom, we had a minivan, and my mom uh, would drive us once a week every Monday to Reno, Nevada, to take lessons there. And we started filling up the car more and more as the years went by with other Quincy kids that wanted to expand in their musical knowledge. Um, and... That I see is just really special because, yeah, if you didn't have a parent that was a stay-at-home mom, you know, probably couldn't get other music lessons um, that would allow you to grow further. So, yeah, my mom, uh, eighth grade was when I started seeing music as something as I, I wanted to do as a career because my world just opened up tenfold. In Quincy, I had only known one other cellist, <laughs> um, and 
I had technically not even had a real cello lesson because I was taking from a violin teacher. So in eighth grade, I learned how to relearn the cello by an actual cellist. Uh, she was amazing. Her name was Emily Ullman, and she was a cellist with the Reno Symphony. I had never seen a symphony. That was also the year I had seen, I, I saw a symphony for the first time. Mind blown. I'd never seen so many cellos in one place. Um, it was a big learning curve for me. I didn't even really know classical music at that point. I'd only played folk music, Scottish fiddle music, because um, that's what the violin teacher knew. So I was very intimidated. It was a big step. I, I'd also, in that year, I wanted to quit because it was too much. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm having to relearn this instrument. Um, but it also grabbed a hold of me like, this is something I love. Um, so that same year, my teacher suggested that I join the local um, youth symphony. And that was hilarious because that was way too far of a jump for me. I was not um, skilled enough. That first concert we had, I airbowed the entire time. I never played a note in my cello because um, I didn't, I was still kind of grasping how to read the music. It was far too difficult for me. Um, but that was a really powerful thing too. I did that for four years, the Youth Symphony in Reno. Um, I remember we got to play at Disney Hall in LA. That was a huge, um, experience that made me want to pursue cello more. It was such a special stage, um, an amazing um, experience for a young group of kids to get to do. And, um, and then that was also in high school was when I, I learned that you could pursue music in, in college. Um, I didn't even know that you could major in cello performance. Um, so that when about, I think it was like a year into high school that my, teacher Emily had to move and so I started up with the cello teacher at UNR Dmitriya Tapin Russian cellist um taking from him was also an adventure um but he was the one that opened up my world to applying to schools auditions um cello performance for college and uh kind of helped steer me into that direction for school and where did you end up? I went to Azusa Pacific University um, outside of LA for two years before transferring to UNR, actually, for the other two years. Um, it was a, that was an, an, an adventure. I loved the cello teacher at Azusa Pacific, but I really didn't like the school. Um, so that was that was the dynamic that eventually made me transfer. It was a difficult decision. My teacher really tried to offer me a lot of opportunities so that I could stay but not have to go to school. So I could still take from him as a teacher. But I needed to finish my undergrad. Um, so I had to make a tough call to switch schools. Um, but it was great. I loved finishing up at UNR. I loved the school. It was great being back with Dimitri. Um I loved actually being back in NorCal. I really loved um, being back close to family. It was a good decision. Well, good. Okay. <laughs>
Well, thank you very much, Natalie. You had such an interesting childhood. And we look forward to hearing about Dear Darling. Um, I'm going to wait a couple of months until you're ready to release your CD, and then we will air the interview on Dear Darling. So thank you so much for taking the time out, and good luck with everything.